thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Hi and welcome to uh, Springmount this morning. Um, this wasn't where I expected to be. It also wasn't where I wanted to be, especially on Jim and Mary's final Sunday with us. You have been such faithful servants. You've been so encouraging and you've been a huge, huge part of the Springmount Church family. And you will always be welcomed back and hopefully will be welcomed over to America for a visit. But uh, our prayer for you is that you will um, go and do likewise in the place where you end up. And uh, yeah, I'm really sorry we're not there today. And hopefully we'll still be able to catch it just before you. But uh, this morning we want to carry on uh, hearing from what God has to say in 1 Timothy. Uh, thank you so much for the encouragements I've received from uh, last week. And I hope this week isn't an anticlimax because last week is a powerful message to hear. Um, but today we're going to talk about leaders and servants. And being in the spotlight can be nice for some, but actually it can be really uncomfortable at other times. I loved being in school shows and I can remember being in Oliver, the Mikado, the Pirates of Penzance. I can remember being uh, Dr. Watson in Sherlock Holmes. And uh, yeah, I, I loved being in a play and in that way. I got nervous, but I loved being in that situation. I can remember the first time I ever did karaoke and it was when I was at Liverpool University and I was so nervous about getting up. But one of my friends who was totally tone deaf said, Johnny, I'll be your Bez. Now, for some of you, that doesn't mean anything. For those of you who are aware of music in the 90s and the 80s, then Bez was uh, a guy in the Happy Mondays. He didn't sing. He just used to stand at the front with a pair of maracas going like this in every song, just dancing. That's all he did. He danced. He didn't do anything else. So my friend said, I'll be your Bez. I was so nervous and uh, he got up with me and we got up in the student union and I sang Daydream Believer while my friend stood at the side of the stage going like this and he loved being up there and he loved, he was so tone deaf he didn't get the opportunity normally to do karaoke and he was also from Yorkshire, I think once he did sing Should I Stay or Should I Go and it was Should I Stay or Should I Go, go, go Now, I can't, remember, I can't even do Yorkshire accent but he stood and danced and loved that opportunity to be up in the spotlight. And it became a bit of a regular thing for a while, people asking him to be their best. But sometimes being in the spotlight can be incredibly uncomfortable. Getting home from school, for example, and being interrogated by my mum as to why I had a detention. That was uncomfortable. We used to joke, certainly as we got older, and get out the angle poised lamp, especially if it was Phil or Ruth that were in trouble and not me, and we'd shine it in the faces and say, we have ways of making you talk. And last week, as we looked at 1 Timothy, we dealt with the context of Paul's words to the women of the church in Ephesus at that time, and the importance of context when reading the Bible, and that we must read it sometimes through the eyes of the people that it was meant for. 
as well as recognising the lessons that it teaches for us today in 2020. Well, this week, we're looking at some instructions for leaders and for those who serve in the church. So the spotlight really is going to be on the leaders today and those who aspire to lead. So some of you may be sitting there feeling uncomfortable and maybe that's why I'm not there because then I don't have to be as uncomfortable as, as I should be. But these should be the standards for all of us, not just for the leaders. This is for all of us to aim for. But as a leader, I know that you'll all be checking that I am qualified for the role that I've been given and the rest of the leadership team. Don't forget them and the worship leaders and, and the house group leaders, because we're all under the microscope, maybe. But actually, let's see it as a call for all of us to aspire to be the best that we can be in God's family. Let's read the first seven verses to begin with of 1 Timothy chapter 3. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. This is a trustworthy saying. If someone aspires to be a church leader, he desires an honourable position. So a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife. He must exercise self-control, live wisely and have a good reputation. He must enjoy having guests in his home and he must be able to teach. He must not be a heavy drinker or be violent. He must be gentle, not quarrelsome and not love money. He must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? A church leader must not be a new believer because he might become proud and the devil would cause him to fall. Also, people outside the church must speak well of him so that he will not be disgraced and fall into the devil's trap. I'm going to stop there because that first section is all about the main leaders in this church particularly, but also we aspiring to be leaders. This is where we're measured up. Paul again starts with that phrase, here is a trustworthy saying, that it's good to want to provide leadership in the church family, but there are conditions. There's conditions to being a leader. It says elsewhere in the Bible that leaders will be judged more, more strictly, if you like, because of the role they've held. Let's remember that this church in Ephesus is in danger of being affected by false teaching, affected by other cults in the city, and also there's some very interesting characters coming in and out of their doors. If you went to go for a job there, that's the job spec you asked for. That's the job of leader. If you go for any other job, you get you, you find out what's needed for you to fulfill and accomplish that role. People were asked to describe what they do for their jobs in as short a way as possible. I wonder if you can guess what those jobs are. Spend all day looking out of the window. Any ideas? Could be many of us, maybe. Could be a child in school. That was actually a pilot. Spends all day looking out of the window. What about this one? Shows up even though nobody called me. Get paid for an answer they knew already and to a question that they never asked. Any answers? A consultant. One advert for a well-known sandwich fast food chain said this. Come and work for us and have your dreams crushed like the rest of us. I suspect that that one was taken out in the small ads by a disgruntled employee. But what does it take to be a leader? Well, the message version states it like this. Must be well thought of. Must be committed to their wife. 
cool and collected. I'm going to stick with the first half of that. Must be cool. I think I think I'm quite cool, really. Maybe maybe not. I can get away with saying that on a recording because Corey's not laughing in the background. Accessible and hospitable. They must know what they're talking about. <laughs> this is a bit of a tough one to measure up to. Not be over fond of wine. Doesn't say you can't have a glass of wine, but just says don't be over fond of wine. Not pushy, but gentle. Not thin-skinned. Not money-hungry. Must be attentive to his children and have their respect. And must not be a new believer. So anybody want to apply for a role as a leader in church? Anybody want, want that job? Talk about pressure. Talk about tough, tough uh, aspirations. The first characteristic that it mentions is to be well thought of or above reproach. Well, the language that's used here is actually linked to a metaphor. It's the image of a boxer where his opponent simply can't touch him. His opponent can't lay a fist on him because he's just so good. And actually, that's what they're saying a leader should be, that our opponents shouldn't be able to lay a fist on us. Our opponents shouldn't be able to drag us down. We shouldn't be one thing one day and another thing another. Do people think, yeah, that's a good call to make Johnny a leader. That's a good call for, for, for Shirley to be a leader. Sorry, Shirley. Your name was the first one that popped up. People in the church and people on the outside, do they say that about our leaders? Yeah, that's a good call. Even if I don't believe or have that same faith as you, I recognise that you have the qualities needed to be a leader, that you're respected, that you're, you're somebody who can be trusted, even if they don't agree with our doctrine. Would people recognise that you could match up to what it takes to be a leader? Well, this ties in with the part at the end of the description, respected by his children. You know, we could look at this passage as leaders, certainly as we get older and our children get older and go, do you know what? I'm going to have to resign because actually my children have wandered off. And actually, that's not what it's saying. Leaders' children aren't expected to be perfect. They're not expected. They have got their own choices once they are adults. But actually, do they respect us? Do they respect us? Do they recognise in us the qualities that make somebody a good leader? Could you imagine if our children were the basis of our role, if, if we were decided on for our job because of how our offspring are? That's a tough call. But the children are expected to recognise that their parent is a good example to follow. I hope that I'm a good example for my children to follow. You'll have to ask them yourself. Joel, Chloe, maybe you can tell them. Corey, you've been part of our family. Maybe you can tell them. It also talks about a one woman man. This isn't about leaders having to be married. Paul himself wasn't married. It's not about someone being married or unmarried. It's about demonstrating faithfulness and commitment that you're not flitting from here to there if a leader is not committed and faithful then it could cause the whole church family to lack the same qualities to not be committed to not be faithful do we measure up so far are we still thinking i can't do this it needs to be stressed that we have lots of leaders in our church the leadership team maybe some of them are there today maybe they're squirming as i speak maybe as they read this passage they're thinking oh this is hard what about the worship leaders? Sorry, guys, those that are there. Worship leaders are leaders. They're under the same restrictions. What about house group leaders? Let's widen the net. Youth leaders. 
if we're expecting to be in form of leadership, then actually these are the qualities that God is saying we need to aspire to, if not have. Maybe we aspire to be one. Maybe this morning you're somebody who thinks actually I've been overlooked or maybe you feel, do you know what? I could lead a house group. Look at this list and say, can I do it? We don't have to be perfect, but we've got to be people who are beyond reproach. We've got to be people who others would look at and say, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. I worked in McDonald's as a student. It's one job that I held for about six months as a student and it got in the way of the rest of my studies so I couldn't carry on. But actually, the worst job to do at the end of a shift was to clean the coffee machine. I never wanted to do that coffee machine. If I had to do that every night, I might think I'm going to look for another job. I worked for a sugar firm. That sounds bizarre. It was uh, it was actually a firm that I hired temporary staff and I did two days, one summer holiday, because all day you spent lifting uh, a big uh, kilogram bag, cutting it with a knife and tipping it into a ton bag, picking another one up, cutting it with a knife and tipping it into a ton bag. And these bags of sugar had been stored in a warehouse where there were little creatures scurrying around that weren't always dry shall we say and so the sugar was incredibly sticky so I really couldn't stick at that job because it was just you went home and you, you couldn't get the sugar out of your hands and uh, it was just mind-numbingly boring I want to be a leader am I prepared to set the example am I prepared to be committed or do I just stick at something for a couple of days or a couple of months and give up we've got to aspire to be the best, to be the one that God has created us to be, the best us that we can be, not the best Johnny Harrison or the best this. It's not about comparing ourselves, but it is about saying, God, have I got these qualities? Am I somebody who's committed and faithful? Am I somebody who people would say, yeah, that's a good call? It's not about charisma, but it is about character. It's not about having a position, but it is about who the person is. You know, we can't be a good public uh, public persona and be a different person in private. So it's clear from these seven verses in 1 Timothy that Paul is writing to him and says that the church needs leaders that have expectations. There are, it needs leaders that are going to match up. It needs leaders that are going to be respected. Don't just see, though, if our leaders match up. Let's all aspire to be the best, to lead in our own way. The second half of this passage talks about deacons. It's a strange word, but the deacons effectively are those that serve within the church in different ways. Sometimes they're perhaps a little bit more than just volunteers, but actually it's people who serve. So we've got leaders and servers, and actually the leaders are people who serve or should be the biggest servant of all, Jesus said. So it's just a word for people who serve in the church. Let's read from 8 to 13 of chapter 3. So in the same way, deacons must be well respected and have integrity. They must not be heavy drinkers or dishonest with money. They must be committed to the mystery of the faith now revealed and must live with a clear conscience. Before they are appointed as deacons, let them be closely examined. If they pass the test, then let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives must be respected and must not slander others. They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and he must manage his children and household well. 
Those who do well as deacons will be rewarded with respect from others and will have increased confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. So there's some similarities. There's lots of similarities between a leader and a deacon, between an elder and a deacon. And actually, some of those things we all need to pay attention to in order to be the best that we can be at serving God's family. Those that lead are those that serve. And those that serve will become those that lead. In the message version, it says this. The same goes for those who want to be servants in the church. Serious, not deceitful, not too free with the bottle, not in it for what they can get out of it. They must be reverent before the mystery of the faith, not using their position to try to run things. Let them prove themselves first. If they show they can do it, take them on. No exceptions are to be made for women. Same qualifications, serious, dependable, not sharp-tongued, not over-fond of wine. Servants in the church are to be committed to their spouses, attentive to their own children and diligent in looking after their own affairs. Those who do this servant work will come to be highly respected, a real credit to this Jesus. Do you remember back in our devotions in Acts, those of you who followed us for, I think it was 60-odd episodes if you remember chapter 6 of Acts talked about the church growing and the fact that the leaders couldn't handle doing all the jobs they had to do so they appointed deacons they appointed other people to help serve at the tables to feed the church to feed people physically so that the leaders could get on with doing the spiritual feeding what were the qualifications for those that waited on the tables do you remember Stephen was chosen What was the thing that was necessary for them to pick people to be these deacons? They had to be trustworthy and they had to be full of the Holy Spirit. That's fairly simple, isn't it? That's something we can all aspire to. If we boil it down to those two things, we have to be trustworthy and filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that something you can do? Is that something you as a Christian can do in Springmount Church? To be trustworthy and filled with the Holy Spirit. When we look at a role in employment, when we look at a job, or maybe you are an employer, you maybe look for the best person for the job, the most skillful, the most competent. Well, actually, it's not about the most competent. It's got to be about character. If you're serving in the church in any serious way, then it's going to come down to character. Our worship team isn't about choosing the best musicians, and now they're all thinking, really? But it isn't about choosing the best musicians. Hopefully you'll see that they are pretty good and pretty consistent. But it's about seeing character and service in action. Our worship leaders serve in other ways before they lead. Maybe serving tables in the early church, you were required to be trustworthy and full of the Holy Spirit. Don't go searching for roles and importance, but get serious about relationships. Because when we get serious about the relationships, then the roles will come. Don't aspire for the position, but get closer to the person that is Jesus. Commitment and character is far more important than capability and charisma. Obviously, we're not going to give somebody who who struggles to to read the job necessarily of, of reading a verse out from a Bible. That would be cruel. But actually, somebody whose character and capability together with commitment, will be the best person for the job. But the capability is the third choice. 
It finishes again in this chapter with women in roles of leading. And we might look at that again and start to think, oh, Paul's really got it in for the women. But let's remember what happened last week. It's noticeable that they seem to be discounted as being the main leaders here in this chapter. But last week, hopefully, helps to show the context of what is written this week. But also we need to recognise that the church at this point in time was revolutionary in its culture. The church was revolutionary in the way it treated women. It's crucial that we understand that in the early church, women flocked to the church. Why? Because it was a haven of safety for them. It was an opportunity for them. And it offered them a value, worth and dignity that was unprecedented before in their culture. So the women were already being valued, yet they hadn't been valued for most of their life. So remember here that we clearly see that there are women leaders at different points throughout scripture. But here in Ephesus, Paul is saying, this is the way it needs to be. So I think in Ephesus, the issue was that the women were nearly all new believers. And actually, they weren't ready to lead. They weren't ready for that position. So as we finish, how do we aim for these aspirations? There's four things. Last week, the verses talked about praying with outstretched and open arms not fighting, to raise holy hands in prayer, to do it without raising a fist. Well, I want us to hold that image for a minute of lifting hands in prayer, because that image requests an inspection of our hands and an inspection of our heart. It's an openness to who we are and what we do. It's looking at what we give for God, and it's looking at who we are for God. Second thing is, we need to be immersed in scripture. Let's read it. Little bits maybe if you struggle. Listen to podcasts that are good, that are going to feed your soul. Making sure you're involved in church online. Getting involved with a house group, but be immersed in God's word. Learn and grow. Thirdly, be accountable. That's a tough one for many people because we need to be careful of those who wander from church to church to church to church and then often end up setting their own church up because they're just not happy anywhere else. Maybe it's because they haven't wanted to be accountable. Maybe they haven't wanted to come under godly leadership. So they've simply wanted their own position of leading without any checks or balances. Maybe you know people like that. So be accountable. Talk to others and be open with those that you trust. Fourth thing we need to do to aspire to be leaders is we praise God for doing the work that we can't while we do the work that we can Praise God for doing the work that we can't while we do the work that we can. Corey has been quite a frustrated youth worker over the last six months. Difficult to do schools work at the moment. Difficult to run youth clubs. Difficult to, to get together and do those things. And yet he has served in many ways, whatever way possible, folding cardboard, lifting parcels, a bit like waiting on the tables. So it's important, even in that role, that we need to say, Corey, you need to be trustworthy. And you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter what we do for church. That is our aim, to be trustworthy and full of the Holy Spirit. Others from church have been delivering food parcels, have been packing bags, have been picking up prescriptions, have been setting up lockdown libraries, have been setting up chairs for Sunday morning, have been doing the tech work, have been doing all these different preparations in the background. And you know, the best quality you can have is to be trustworthy and filled with the Holy Spirit. So what we aspire to be is not as important as who we aspire to be, both publicly and privately. 
Our commitment and faithfulness is crucial and we need to be respected by those who know us the best because those who know us at home, if they don't respect us, there's something wrong. But we need to recognise we all need to aspire to be trustworthy and filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's start today. If you don't know Jesus today, you can ask him to fill you. Jesus died so that we could be forgiven. Jesus died so that we could live. And today you just simply have to say, God, I'm open to receive. God, I thank you that Jesus died for me. And I thank you that because of his death, I can be forgiven for all the stuff that I've done wrong. Just pray that prayer and say yes to Jesus. And then let's aspire to be trustworthy, full of the Holy Spirit and committed to being the person God has created us to be, whether we're a leader, whether we're a servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity today to come before you, the opportunity today to hear your word. And I pray for anyone listening that we will examine our hearts and recognise that our character is key. Capability might be important, but our character has got to come first and foremost followed by commitment and faithfulness. Father, help us to look at this list and, and look at them and be, 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 be encouraged to try and aim to be these people, to be these leaders and servants that you require. Father God, I thank you for the leaders we have in our church. I thank you for those that are, that are, that are coming before you, who are, who are seeking to serve you. And I pray, Lord, that they won't be overwhelmed by this list. But Father God, they will know that they are leaders because... They are recognised as being good, as being people who are good before you, as people who are able and adequate, that is good enough. So Father God, I pray for this service today in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great rest of the service and hopefully we'll be back to some form of normality soon. God bless.